0: Hey there, friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to another episode. I have a special guest on with me today, and we are going to talk about something, you know, it was funny, I was gonna say near and dear to our hearts, but if you've gone through addiction with a child, there's nothing near or dear about it, but something I think that can resonate for sure. And having been there myself, where it was killing me, I thought it was a great uh, topic and- My guest that is coming on today, her name is Donna Bova Manley, and she is one of my warriors in hope and somebody who's become dear to my heart. And you know what's kind of cool about it is we never would have met had it not been for this journey. So sometimes, not sometimes, there's always collateral beauty that comes out of collateral damage. But I wanted you to hear her story because she has been on this path of a son or daughter, and hers happens to be a son, in addiction for a very long time. And for those of you that have, I think that her words of wisdom and perspective are really going to help you. So let's get started. Welcome, Donna. Hi, Valerie. Thanks for having me. It's
1: always a pleasure.
0: You are so welcome. I'm so glad that we can do this across the country. You're in Connecticut. I'm in, in Arizona. So- it's um, really great that we don't have to get together uh, in person to do this, although I would so rather be in person with you.
1: You and me both, for sure.
0: So, for- you know, Donna, I know that I-, I can say without even knowing your entire story that you've had challenges in your life beyond your son's addiction because it's life. Is that true? Oh, yes.
1: Oh, gosh. Yes. Definitely. Is it
0: safe to say, though, that watching your child on a freight train headed toward a brick wall and not being able to save them is probably the biggest one
1: absolutely without a doubt
0: and absolutely. and one you never imagined right i mean tell me a little bit about whatever you want to tell me about your son and you know when you realized it and and anything you want to tell us about the journey and by the way listeners we're going to talk about hope too so you know, this, you can't tell a story like Donna's without having some discomfort and sadness in it. So if that, if you hear that in her story, I want you to also know that hers is a story of hope and it is a story of hope in the middle of the chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. So l- tell me a little bit about um your, this journey for you, Donna. Sure. So, you know, my story is very ordinary, one that far too many people have traveled, unfortunately, but I feel that listen. I have been traveling this journey for 22 years since my son was 15 years old. And it did nearly kill me at 13 years of it. It really, really did. And then, you know, we all have to, um, I thought I could fix it. I thought I could, I just rehab after rehab, after rehab and private, private school, for addiction. It just goes on and on and on. Um, certainly stayed in a marriage that I didn't want to be in because I wanted to fix so-called fix my son. And um, I needed his dad to do it. I know that sounds awful, but that's, that's the reality of it. So, um, so when, hey, Donna, when
0: I'm sorry, do you mind if I interrupt you for a second here? Sure. Because I want to say something about that you know, you say, oh, that sounds so strange that you wanted someone to fix it. I, we are so helpless. I mm-hmm. remember thinking somebody, somebody fix it. I can't, I mean, we're anybody that can come on, please fix this thing. I don't think that's unusual for you to feel that way at all.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, no, it's, I didn't want my ex husband to fix it. I knew he certainly couldn't. and And I was starting to realize that. I definitely couldn't. Even though I thought I could, I thought I could change him. I thought I could guilt him. I thought, you know, all the things that we all go through. And I'm a very stubborn Italian, so I did not <laughs> give up for 13 long, long years. And and then I just hit my, I hit my bottom several times that that summer. And I mean, so I'll go into, can I go into how I met you? Because that, like, that you can talk. Hey, this is your show, girl. You talk about whatever you want. So I was in, so this is 13 years into, into my, my son's journey and my journey and my family's journey. Um, so I was in the hospital. I mean, God really has a big sense of humor because I was in the hospital with my daughter as she was giving birth, literally right in labor. And Valerie, to this day, I've told you many times, I don't know how your name came up because I, you know, (laughs) terrible with all computer and it just I feel like it was like a wake from God. Your your name came up. I looked and then I looked and looked and looked and read everything that you had and then you had a, a really in between her contractions. I was I just couldn't enough no. and so the contractions were probably five to ten minutes apart at this time and in between I read everything that I could and I felt that you Oh, I said, "Oh my God, this is an answer to my prayers. It's what I've been looking for. It's what I've been searching for." So, um, in between another contraction, I immediately ordered your book, and <laughs> and I just could not put it down. I absolutely could not put it down. I, Valerie, I felt like in your book that you were telling my story completely. Completely. It was like you were talking to me and you chapter by chapter and you're, you know, to this day, I always give people my books and say, okay, if somebody wants your book, I just order them one because I've, I have it highlighted so much. And I always tell my friends or whoever that needs the help. This is my Bible of addiction. I am not giving you this book. Yeah, I will, oh. I will not give you mine. So that you is know, so
0: cool. So, and by the way, uh, that's my book called Still Standing After All the Tears for those that don't know. But but when you told me this story the other day, Donna, and I didn't, I don't know why after all these years of knowing you, I didn't know that story, but uh, I I just, I still am feeling a little offended that your grandchild isn't named after me. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can say. Audrey, <laughs> But you know what else I find interesting? So many people say that where they go, it's like you're telling my story. And I want to make a point here. I didn't tell all the gory details the Jerry Springer episode of Jamie's life because it would have been you know too much for a lot of readers yet but I know that my story is not exactly like yours your son's journey is not the same as Jamie's but yet somehow we felt the same and I find that whatever trauma even if it's not addiction mm-hmm. when people hear stories like ours they resonate because so many of the feelings are the same right correct but Without when you t- read my book you must have went Thirteen years, thirteen years—that's where you were because thirteen years was my magic number too. Isn't right. that
1: interesting? Right. And Valerie, I will tell you, I got my hands on every single book in thirteen years. I think I've read every single book on addiction, and yours was so different to me. It, it hit me. It hit me like a lightning bolt, and I knew that I had to meet you. I had to be a part of this incredible group. you have i just i i dove in completely and and i've never looked back and i'm and i'm so grateful for you and for what we call them sisters they're really our warrior friends i mean they they we have all been there for one another all across the country ladies all across the country these women come to see Valerie's when she has an event they are unbelievable and we link arms man and we do not let go we don't i've got some of my dearest, dearest friends are in, the, are in Valerie's group and we hold each other up. We cry together, we laugh together, but if it weren't for this journey, think about it. I wouldn't have met to me. I, my people, my core people are the best people in the whole wide world. Everyone that I connect with now, cause I have zero tolerance for at this stage of my life for, um, people that are how can i say this nicely <laughs> just that, say it. <laughs> yeah well people that you know offend you or tear you to pieces or you know, whatever would not make you feel want whatever the case may be i just because i have all these wonderful people in my life right i just don't i can't i can't be with negative people nor do i want to
0: well isn't it a choice and if there's 7 billion
1: people on the planet we should have some choices For sure. For sure. So, um, you know, I, I cut a lot of people out of my life, um, little by little and uh, there weren't that many, believe me, but you know, I, I had to, I had to let go of that when I let go of being so helpless and, you know, coming to the terms that I could not fix my son, only Anthony could fix Anthony and that he was on his journey. and, And I'll never forget when I told him, this, that's how I put it. I always call it a journey. I said, you know, Anthony, you're on your journey, but I'm on my journey too, of getting healthy. And he's like, no, no, no. I want my old mom back. Oh no. Where'd she go? I want, I want her back. I want her back. Of course he wanted me back. I enabled the hell out of him. And, and, you know, just. So you're saying that he, he wanted the one
0: that he didn't, when you started to get better, he wanted the old you back that was caught up in it with him.
1: Yes. Okay. Cause see, that's, that's interesting yeah. because he did not know what to do with, with this new version of mom. He well, yeah, of course
0: you were the, you know, when you take off the Cape, you're going to get some resistance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of course. But now for, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit, cause you mentioned something you, you said that, you know, had you not been on this journey with your son, you wouldn't have met these ladies, which by the way, oh my gosh, my heart gets so happy to know that you have this group of women now who you're really connected with it, such a heart level that you met at one of our live events and you guys have gone off and and have this, this, you know, friendship together. that really makes me feel so wonderful. But I got to say that somewhere in that 13 year, uh, part of your journey, if somebody had said, Hey, listen, you know, what's so cool about this journey of addiction with your son, you're going to be able to meet some really cool people. You would have said, forget it. I don't (laughs) want to meet these people, right? I just want my son to get better. Who wants, I mean, couldn't we meet in a book club or, you know, why do I have to meet through this? But there is something about connecting with other warriors.
1: Like find it different. That's different than a, a typical friendship. Cause they get you, they get what you're going through. They're going through the same thing and they have the compassion. Hey, listen, Valerie, you and I have both said it. I, I became a much better version of myself through this 22 year battle with my, of addiction. I have become, I like myself a lot better when I got healthy and you know, I don't like somebody said the other day about a homeless person. I know they called him a bum and I said, please don't do that. That really offends me. Um, because that's somebody's son or daughter. That's yeah. someone's other one. And no, I, I don't. I don't like that. Please don't ever use that language in front of me. The old Donna never would have said that. She just oh, would have really
0: okay. Well, I want to talk about um, the thirteen-year Donna because okay. when when we decided, you know, we had a little chat the other day where we said, you know, what what could we really help in this episode? People who might be going through something similar to you. Uh, how could we really help? And this is why we came up with this title. And we we thought let's talk about how this this thing can kill you. It, it it might not physically kill you in a moment like a flash, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and definitely physically, I was dying on the inside and smiling on the outside. I want to know in what ways did you feel like this thing's killing me?
1: it was killing me. I, um, if he was doing good, I was doing good. If he, I'll never forget the first time that he said, Mom, I need to come home, him and his girlfriend, who's now, I call her my daughter-in-law, but I'll get into that later. I do want to touch upon, upon um, my granddaughter, the gifts, the many gifts I've gotten through this journey. Um, he, it, it, they're endless. The gifts are endless, endless. You just have to choose to see the gifts. Oh, yes. And um, I guess in the 13-year journey, I wasn't looking beyond Anthony. I truly was not. I just was not looking beyond my son. I was mad at God. I had a very hard time even conceiving. And I always said the prayer, please don't ever take one of my children because you could dig my grave alongside theirs. And gosh, when this happened i'm like god what are you because i have a tremendous i i feel that i have a a very deep faith and i do and i i got so mad at him i i just i didn't know what i never lost my faith but i got really i was in cape cod on vacation with my girls and i remember sitting at that beautiful ocean and looking up at the heavens and saying why did you do you know like basically why this to me why are you doing this to my son I asked you never to do this why are you doing this and that was a hard one for me it really really was because you know I got mad at him for a little bit still had my faith but just didn't know which way to turn yeah it felt like
0: you were being punished didn't
1: it it certainly did it certainly did especially after telling him all these years God, please don't say hello hey god I thought we had this conversation (laughs) exactly (laughs) And my little brain, I really, really thought, well, how, how this, when, when I was uh, married to my first husband, we had, we lived in a, we lived in a rather nice area and, um, the house in back of me, it was a large house, much, very large, large, beautiful home, much nicer than mine. And unbeknownst to me, they were drug dealers. I don't think I ever told you this, Valerie. Oh, so Anthony was, so the FBI and everything came to my house saying, because I had this beautiful, like sun, po- all glass sun porch that they wanted to use. It was the biggest drug bust in Connecticut ever, ever, Shut ever. Shut up. How did I not know this ever, story? Ever. I know. I just, I don't know. It just came off the cuff ever. And Anthony was little. And I would always say, oh, don't cross that line. Don't, don't even though our we had. An acre and a half, even though it was right there. Don't ever cross that line, Anthony. I don't, don't. And, um, Donna, when that happened, can you, I mean, I'm sure you can remember thinking
0: how scary and weird and how that was not your world. Valerie- I mean, they were right behind you, but, but to even imagine at that moment, if someone had said, Oh, you know what? You oh. might be living in that world one day. You would have said you're crazy
1: exactly anthony was very little and i just i i uh, my god and then lo and behold he made friends with one of the boys that i mean i saw everything i saw a heroin addicted baby that broke my heart Um, newborn baby um in that house the wife came over so i don't know they had a lot of dogs so we did interact a little bit not much but you know when they were blowing my windows out and everything <laughs> because they were but um literally but yeah i never ever looking at this like to me my son it took 6 years to didn't see him so it was like he was my miracle baby nothing was going to happen to him that was my cuz you my were going to make sure of it that's right and that's what i kept saying to myself i'm going to make sure he never travels down this road ever 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 And then at 15, all hell broke loose and completely, I was in disbelief. I was, but I was right on it. I have to say my ex-husband was in disbelief and said, no, no, no. I knew that it was a lot more than just a, just dabbling. So I, at 15 years old, I sent him to a, um, we brought him to a very, very well-run Treatment center rehab, and it nearly it nearly killed me to send my fifteen year old boy to a treatment center, and to have the head of Yale, the psychiatrist, say he needs a lot more than this. Because listen, there's always layers to addiction. Nobody picks up and uses just because they want to. There's I don't believe that with all the work and the studies that I've done. There's either mental illness or there's abuse. Um, There's something that these beautiful, beloved adult children are suffering from.
0: But isn't, I mean, then you're sitting there thinking at that, well, back then you didn't know what you know now, of course, but Mm -hmm. we, I remember because, you know, all hell broke loose for me at 15 too with Jamie, she was 15. So another thing you resonated with my story, but, and and by the way, can I just make a note here for those who might be listening, who aren't in this world or have people who don't understand and wonder what you did wrong as a parent. I'm going to tell you something right now, my friends. We lose control of our kids at a much younger age than people might like to think. I remember reading somewhere, some post where somebody went, well, I always knew where my kids were. And I went, no, you didn't knock it off, <laughs> <laughs> knock it off. You did not. So there you are thinking, I'm living in this beautiful area. They're in good schools, you know, or he's in good schools. All this stuff's going on. We're doing the right thing. I'm a loving mom. i you know, I made that deal with God. Well, that one-sided deal apparently, but I, you know, all this stuff. And now I'm delivering him not only to a rehab, but some Yale psychologist is telling me there's something wrong. How could there be anything wrong with this child?
1: That there's something wrong and he needs more than a whole summer. And a yeah. he needed, he was affiliated with this um, school in upper state, New York, that was a Christian 12 step school. And he urged us to put Anthony, my, my son in there. And we went to go visit it, thought it was wonderful. And he, he stayed home for six months after the rehab, but he went, you know, he went right back to it at, to the using and out of control. It was, it was, oh my gosh, it was like a night. It was like living a horrible nightmare. So I, uh, My ex-husband and I took a ride to New York, to Upper State New York, looked at it. We really felt that it was run very, very well with love and lots of boundaries. And the kids all looked healthy and happy. So that was my ticket to get my son happy, uh, healthy. So I thought. So Mm -hmm. I thought So he spent two years there and he, he did great. He did great. But the minute you know, the minute he came home. And I don't want it to be doom and gloom here. I really don't. I don't, I- Well, no, but I, this is your story. And that, Donna, but, this is how it goes. I don't want people to think that this is going to be their story because it's not, this is the, this is a long, long story, 22 years. But I have to tell you, most people, Valerie, that I know in my groups, their adult children are in recovery. And I am so happy for them. My closest of closest, not your, not our group, not my, my little, you know, group unfortunately we've had a lot of heartache yes. there we're talking my- about
0: the support group that you have in person with these ladies you've had for a few yeah, years
1: like now. Becky that I brought twice to your event yes and her daughter is getting married and she's oh with- I'm so happy to hear that tell Becky I'm so happy for her I will you know she's doing incredibly well so um I'm they all are. They all are doing beautiful. No, Donna, and-
0: um, you know what? I'm I know you're on a path here and I, I keep having to interject because I think of things that are so important for people to understand. I'm gonna guess there was a time in your journey, certainly in those 13, that when you had people in your life or you knew people that their children got off that path and went, you know, down the road and your son was still living with his addiction beast, you wanted to be happy for them but couldn't because I that was me. I mean, I'm admitting it, people. I, I had a hard time being happy for other people because it was so unfair until mm-hmm. I did the work and got better. And and I'm now able to be so happy for others. But
1: wasn't there a time when that was hard for you? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Absolutely. It was all hard seeing people go to, seeing these young teenagers go to the prom and I'm sending him to rehab. And I mean, all the normal things that you want to see in your children. And it's, it just doesn't happen. Yes, it, it. Yes, I would look at all my friends and where I lived, and said, "Dear God, why can't this be Anthony? You know, what? What? What did I do wrong, or what? What I?
0: So, can I? Is it fair to say that that some of the things that were killing you? Again, when people when we hear this, like, don't let it kill you. You have to understand, uh, the, those that are listening, the stress that you're under is so great that it is in some way killing us. There's no question the shame mm-hmm. and and the guilt for things you didn't even know what you were guilty for but there had to be we are looking for a reason why and when we can't find a finger to point at we point it back at ourselves
1: that's right mhm
0: so there you are you know your your you know your son might have been self-destructing mentally and physically probably in more ways in all ways too, but you were also self-destructing right there with him, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And absolutely. I was a broken mess. I, like you though, Valerie, I put this happy face on in front of people and nobody really knew what was going on inside me. Cause I wouldn't let anybody see that, but inside I was dying. I was dying. I put that fake smile on all the time.
0: Yeah. You know what? And I talk about the two types of victims, the um, poor me victim and the victim in disguise. So you and I are the same. We're that victim in disguise because on the outside, I seemed so strong and behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, I'm going, why God, why me? It's not fair. How could you do this to me? All the same things you were saying. Um, And that's just as destructive as being a poor me victim.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree a hundred percent, but I I chose early on not to be a victim, and in this, I mean, uh, obviously we all fall prey to that. But I chose to, just like when I couldn't get pregnant, I did everything humanly possible to get there, and I did, thank God, and I had Anthony. But, um, and then, uh, yes, yes. But okay, so the, the,
0: this thing is killing you, and at thirteen years, and you're in the hospital, and um, <clears throat> my little god baby was born. <laughs> I'll just call oh, it Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kennedy my- tell your tell your <laughs> daughter she has no idea that I'm the godmother but I am one of them
1: oh my beautiful beautiful Kennedy and yes yeah, so we're in the hospital Anthony was also well I don't even want to go into that but okay, um- so you're
0: you have this, okay so it's 13 years because you know and you find a book that resonates with you and you do all this but really what what was it that was that your moment um, when you yeah, found that, a resource or you had, you already had your moment. What, tell me about, no, no, about
1: your. I will, you, that was honestly, I think I was hitting bottom that whole summer when, when I was in the hospital with Adriana, Anthony was, my son was in the hospital too that summer, but it was a very hard year. So um I, uh, when I read your book, I really started. Get, I wanted to get healthy. I, I'm telling you, I hung on to every single word in that book. I read it again and again, and the and the actions, the the um, nine, what it, the, the nine. nine at, well,
0: they, I know you're confused because I originally called them the nine actions, and now I've kind of got a whole program called the nine weapons of hope.
1: But the, the weapons, same idea, the, yeah, yeah, weapons. That that was it was amazing, and it really taught me what to do but I still wasn't 100 healthy and then after the baby was born my daughter Adriana we were at the on the beach her in-laws have a beach house we were on the beach and she's holding my beautiful beautiful Kennedy and she said mom you know you you do have two other children and we're standing right here right in front of you so that did it for me because my kids are my life. They're my world. That did it. I, you know, and I promised both my girls, Adriana and Alicia, that I would never, ever, ever really put Anthony's disease in front of them again. And I try very, very hard, even to this day, not to do that. I fall. I fall. Believe me, I fall sometimes. But I get right back up Valerie and that's what I that that I think that was the biggest thing in your book all your books we could get down on the map but we must we could fall down right yeah but we well, of course. M- must get back up so that resonated with me so, so so what a
0: gift that your daughter gave you that she was willing to say that it reminds me of after I think it was the day after Jamie died and um Sean has had his arms around me and I was just you know obviously in shock and all that kind of stuff. But I remember I said to him, how am I going to live without her? Mm -hmm. And and it wasn't one of those questions that I expected a response to, right? It it didn't have a question mark at the end. It it had more of a period, right? Um, how am I going to live without her? I was just pondering like how out loud. And he said, because you have another child, mom, that's how, and what, a he didn't say it like, you know, what about me? It was such a truth, like
1: the truth that your daughter spoke over you, that it just, it changed everything for me. It it really it really does, and and I think that everyone that I've come in contact with that that unfortunately isn't on this journey every I beat myself up for that terribly, but because I I think I'm a good mother. I I, I mean I I am a good mother. Yes. So and a good grandmother, but um I just I didn't want to live that way anymore. That really you're between your book finding you. And having Adriana say that to me within this within a month. It had to be within a month of each other. I got up. I truly got up and said, Okay. Okay. Just like when I was trying to get pregnant, I said, okay, enough. Enough. I'm going to put it in God's hands. And whatever's going to be is going to be. And I had Anthony and then I had two beautiful girls from Columbia that I, that I never liked even to use the word adoption, but they are adopted and I love them endlessly, endlessly. They are chosen. That's what I like to say. Yes. They, they're chosen through adoption. So, I mean, God gave me my wish then, but, um, my prayer, but,
0: but so, okay. So yours, your turning point besides, you know, these little moments that were pivotal is really <laughs> your releasing The control that you never had in the first place. And that is so hard for us, isn't it? We are white knuckle gripping for 13 years. Okay. You and I (laughs) the same white knuckle gripping, trying to guilt trip, do this, do that, not do this, say that. I remember waiting, looking for that one thing I could say to her, you know, it was the thing, of course, The, the scripture, the quote, the thing, the guilt thing, what are, it was the thing. And if I could just find the thing, I could fix it with the thing.
1: You know, Valerie, I love your saying, and I use this all the time. I So many, so many, so many good sayings. So many, oh my God, Valerie, that book, those, all your books are just life changing. But one of the things that I absolutely love, and I use it all the time, is if if they're living their life and you're living your life, I mean, you're living their life, then who's living your life? And that that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was living his life. Well, you
0: know what? Think about the deal or the conversation you had with God way back when you said, if anything ever happens, you can just dig my grave alongside theirs. So you were to- living out. And I remember thinking that too. If anything ever happened to one of my kids, I'd be done. I said it all the time when they were little. I'd be done. You'd find Donna. me drooling in a corner somewhere.
1: But here's the thing, Donna, you're not done. I'm not done. Far from done. I'm a better version of myself than I was for those 13 years. And and I truly like myself so much better it, it's the lessons it's all it's such a learning it, you, we we must see the blessings and we must take the knowledge that we learn through this and the the it's it's a you and I have talked it's a gift it's such a gift that you came into my life that Diane and that Jerry Sarah you know all of all of you came into we came into each other's lives we wouldn't have met otherwise like you said There's, we wouldn't have I would have loved to meet you, like you said, at a book club or something. (laughs) Right, this is our life. Here we are, and just relish in it and enjoy enjoy the path. So let's
0: talk about these gifts a little bit to kind of wrap things up because I want people to know that these are not just things that we say because our journey is so hard. We have to just look for the light and go. Oh, there's so many blessings along the way. It's not. And maybe in the beginning, we have to be like that. Maybe in the beginning, you have to cling to anything you can to find some light in this darkness. But when we get where you are, where mm-hmm. I am, when we get to the other side of, uh, when we get off the roller coaster from hell, essentially. Exactly. We really can be so grateful for, of course, we would rather Jamie was never an addiction. We'd rather Anthony was never. And of course, the guys, come on. That's a given. Anybody who's wondering about why, you know, that's a given, but we really truly can and do embrace the gifts and are grateful for them. Am I grateful that my daughter was in addiction? No, I'd much rather that I was going to visit her grandchildren with her, you know, over at her house. Right. You'd much yes. rather be doing anything yes, than, than what's going on still with Anthony, but we never lose hope, but the gifts are real. And you said it earlier, Donna, you have to look for them. They are there. It's not like, if we locate them, they we manufactured them. They're already
1: there. It's were up to always, us to find them. They were always there. That's right, always, always. But we were too far down on the mat to even see it. I mean, I know I was. And then you, know, I, my biggest blessing for this whole thing is I have a beautiful granddaughter. That's that's Anthony's daughter. And I'll tell you what, when. You know, when she got, I always call her my daughter-in-law because I love her so much, like a daughter. We were very, very close, and and her whole extended family were were two families combined, literally. But fantastic. But Valerie, it wasn't always like that. I had to show, you know, here you have two two people, him and her, you know, her doing this addiction thing together, and and then she becomes pregnant, and for five years they were together. And her parents are looking at me like, who are you? And what are you doing, you know, in this? <laughs> sure,
0: sure. They want to keep her, the grandchild, away from anybody
1: having to do with the addiction world. And unfortunately, you were part of that to, the, in their eyes. You know what? Listen, rightfully so. I mean, yeah. I had to prove myself to them. And I was not going to give up. And I did not give up. It, it took about a year, but I did not give up. If I could see her for five minutes, I would go there and see her for five minutes if that's all they gave me. But they... Little by little, um, my daughter-in-law accepted me a little bit, I would say, much faster than than her parents did, but but they did. And I had to show them what the real Donna, who who I was, who I am. And how is she doing now? Phenomenal. Thank you, God. Phenom- She's the best mother ever. She is doing phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, She's such a good mommy and, and that baby of ours she's five now. She is beautiful, thriving, beautiful. That's fantastic. I have the best part of Anthony and that, I mean, think about it. I have the best part of Anthony. Yes. What a good way to look at that instead of, I mean, of course there's
0: sadness. You wish he were involved and it was a different, you know, path for him, but that is a tremendous gift and such a good way to look at it rather than being sad about it.
1: I've always looked at it that way but then again Valerie I was getting I was healthy then that was only that was right childhood. So um so yeah no I I I always looked at it as a tremendous gift I really really did So
0: you have and your your daughter-in-law you have your um granddaughter and all of their extended family I mean that is to have any good family in our lives is a blessing but you got to have some bonus family too that's incredible <laughs>
1: You sure do. And now, you know, we gather together at holidays and whatever throughout the year. We're always together. Her family, it's such a blessing. It's and then, you know, watching my girls, I didn't know how they were going to take, you know, here he has my son has a baby. And at first they were kind of I wasn't going to push her on them and I didn't. And within that year, it was like miracles happened. They fell in love with the baby. They are such good I can't even begin to tell you, and you know she's ours, and uh, and I'm forever grateful for that.
0: That's fantastic. So, yeah, so seeing the gifts is so incredibly important. So if if I mean, we could talk all day, and we'll probably talk again, Donna, if you'll come back and join me again.
1: Sure, um,
0: sure. But I would, I, if you could just give somebody who's still in that whatever year period they have, because everybody's different. But in that, you know, yours was the 13 years, and they're still riding that roller coaster from hell, or they're still crying in the walk-in closet, or they're still, you know, smiling in the outside and dying in the inside. And they haven't been able to find the collateral beauty and the joy and the gifts. Um, And they need to take a step forward. What do you, I mean, I know you could probably give them a lot of advice, but is there in, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of nuggets throughout this uh, episode, but is there something that we could leave them with? Yes. A little piece of wisdom from you, Donna. No.
1: One thing that I'm and I listen, guys. Valerie is the real deal. I am not promoting her because she never asked me to join Valerie's. And if you can't join our group, re-get her books; they're life changing. And join our group; it's amazing. I promise you, it's gonna it's gonna change your life forever. And 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 also get involved in very important to get involved in something that you're comfortable with comfortable with it doesn't have to be Al Anon. it could be a little group i'm involved in too i go to religiously find a group locally that really i i unfortunately didn't get a lot i got a lot out of Al Anon, but it was it it wasn't intimate that it wasn't what i needed so i found i found these incredible groups that are very small and we share each other's blessings and hardships and everything and that i those are the two things i can't say enough about you know, Join Valerie's group, get her books, get her books, get her books, get her books, and um, come to the events as well. That is forever, forever. Everybody walks out so filled and so empowered. Everybody walks out a different person. When you go to one of Valerie's events, you walk, you cannot be the same person. Oh,
0: that's so nice. I can't wait for this fall because we're going to be starting up. Now they're going to be Warriors in Hope and they're going to be a two plus day Uh, event a little different and even better than before so I'm really excited to have that and and it's so cool because that is I met you at at an event in Philadelphia yes and then when you and um, some of your other ladies came to Palm Springs you guys forged this friendship that is just
1: inspiring to me yeah. And yeah, that's all for you, Valerie. It's all for you. It wouldn't have been together if it wasn't for you. Well,
0: and that's why we do, I mean, these live events are a lot to put on and everything, but of I course. think it's great that we can listen to podcasts and we can video and all that's really great, but there's nothing like being in the same room, how we all put our hands together and lift them together, how we get to hug and cry, whatever. There's nothing this, it's just not the same. It isn't. Yeah. It's important, and I think that's why you said, you know, if you can find some kind of a group that you can um, be with on a regular basis. But I think the caution is that people have to make sure these are people who are moving forward too.
1: I'm just gonna say that you have because I, like I said, I put, I put all the negative people out of my life. I couldn't deal with that and get healthy at the same time. After you know thirteen years, yes, you have to make sure that they're like-minded people, that they're not playing the victim, that woe is me. I have zero tolerance for that in in my life. But um, they must be marching forward in whatever that looks like for them. Yes, and very optimistic because you can be. I am still optimistic. Twenty-two years into this, I'm still. I'm still, believe me, I have my very bad days, but I have my wonderful days too. And the wonderful days now are more than the hard days. Thank God. Well, you
0: know what, Donna, we're going to continue to hope and pray for Anthony because I still believe in miracles. I don't know if God will give him one. I, I don't know. Nobody knows. But we still believe for miracles. We still pray for them. We never lose hope for him because we know who he is under the weight of his addiction. Um, Who he really is, you know who he is, and so we never lose hope for that, Donna. But I'm, I'm at the same time, you are a huge inspiration to people listening that are too weary after 22 years, who are too weary after two years.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But you're, Mm -hmm. you are proof that you don't have to let addiction kill you. You don't. that, That you can live with happiness and joy even when your heart is shattered.
1: Even through the storm, even through the storm. I mean, I, now I'll say this really fast. I was so, I was single for about 10 years and I was, I dated, but I was never getting married again. I just closed my mind. I was never, never, never until Bruce came along. That's another blessing, right? Now I'm happily married and uh, I never, while I was down on that map, I never would have thought of that. Never, ever, ever, ever.
0: I, well, I, I can tell you one thing. It is a darn good thing we didn't close out this episode with you without you adding that to the blessing <laughs> list, because if Bruce listened to this and didn't consider himself one of the blessings, he is awesome. Yeah, love, is. love, love Bruce. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe Bruce wouldn't have come along for the old Donna. So thank is God he still- you did what you did.
1: He's, he's like a ray of sunshine for everyone.
0: Yes, he sure is. I can't wait to see you both um soon. I can't
1: either. It's gonna be wonderful.
0: Thank you, Donna. Thank you for joining me on this episode. and more importantly, just thank you for being you for inspiring people. I know that you give out your phone number to people all the time uh, that have that know people that are on some kind of a journey and you are there. you're working in legislation that we'll have to talk about that another time. but uh, you're not just getting better for yourself, you're getting better for others. And I firmly believe that other people get better when they see us get better too.
1: Absolutely. And they're and they're watching us. That's you know, they're like our other children are watching us. So you 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 want to be the best version of you for your other children. As yes. hard as sounds going through the storm, you must be because they are watching you. And I learned that from you, Valerie.
0: Amen, sister. Okay, well, Donna, thank you again for joining me.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: I hope you'll come back again. I love
1: you. I love you too. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to jump into Warriors and Hope and get access to free resources and check out all of our other coaching and resources, go to warriorsandhope.com. Whatever you're going through, know that you are not alone. I'm standing right there with you and alongside you as you stand up and learn how to fight, how to become a warrior in hope.